0: This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motor hits, geek bloods, waste oids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All
1: right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Thursday, June 9th. Beautiful day here in beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Right here on 1450 AM, 961 FM, you know it better as the Big X. We're rocking and rolling with you until 6 o'clock, talking about all the uh, big news in Cardinal Sports World and uh, other nonsense as well. You know the show. Uh, if you've listened before, you know what to expect. You know what you're in for from now until 6 o'clock. We want to hear from you, as always. Thornton Sex Line is the best way to make that happen. Text us at 14502. Uh, my mind is just blank there. 502 interrupt you? Is that what he was? <laughs> Pretty you, much. Yeah. You
0: didn't know. was like, what, what, what is this? You hadn't talked <laughs> in 30
1: seconds. I didn't know what to do. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Text us there. Your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your concerns, your show topic ideas. Love our friends over at Thor- Thornton's. Love Alex Cupper. He's the Sugar Bowl champion, for God's sake. Give them your business for that reason alone. If that's not the best reason, then the Refreshing Rewards program is going to save you money at the pump, save you money inside, save you money every time you stop into one of these 75,066 uh, area Thornton's locations. We love Thornton's. We love the Thornton sex line. We love hearing from you, uh, Trevor Kelsey. You know this. I'm a little rattled. I got here approximately 20 seconds before you hit the the music to start the show. Yeah, we're just trying to get all this stuff ready for vacation, and then like my medical stuff, and then two kids that are the most high maintenance children of all time is a, a little overwhelming. I thought I was gonna have like a restful day, was not restful whatsoever. We're trying to. We have the car issues now because our car got wrecked in Springfield. One. I had no idea. I put this on Twitter. Apparently, this is a common thing. You know, we thought it'll. You know, it's it's a, a couple of the doors on. It's both doors on the driver's side. Is it the passenger door too? I mean, the uh, back door too? Yeah, okay. both of those. Like you can't. You can open them both from the. Uh, you know this from the inside, but you cannot open them from the outside, which oh, is great. I love that. So I didn't think it was going to be a gigantic deal. You call every single car repair place that our insurance covers and every single one of them says we can't get you until September. Some of them September? are like some of them are like October. The earliest we have is our actual car dealership. They are it's June, right? August 22nd. And apparently this is like a common thing. Like every everything everywhere is backed up. But I put it on Twitter just saying like I can't imagine you know thankfully we have the cars drivable even though it's dangerous. I mean, you can't have kids in like this is a definitely a security risk if we have both our kids in the back seat and i can't open the door from the outside or the inside you know i can't open it all the way but that back door where john is our seven month old son like that's a pretty clear safety risk wouldn't you want to put them on the passenger side then because that door opens from the outside but that's where his car seat is like we've already got it all set up there it's yeah. the little one he's he, you know it's, they've got 75
0: different car seats for kids these days have you thought about just renting a car for the
1: trip well that's what we're doing okay. but, but like you know we we want a rental that also like rental cars are backed up everywhere too. So we finally got one today. We were we're set to go and we wanted to make sure that we could have it for like the long haul because look, this accident was not our fault. This is a clear security risk even though the car is technically drivable. Her insurance should cover our car rental for as long as we damn well need it. Like that's the way it should be and multiple people who work in insurance have reached out and said like yeah if if they're telling you otherwise they're they're jerking you around race hell like this should be covered so we finally got one set up today mary was going to go pick it up and she just realized that her license is out of date so she's not sure she's going to be able to get it so i may have to stop and try to make that happen recently but still it's it's expired so i'm like good god and then um but that i
0: mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get on her for that because that's it happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I think, I, I think, I realized mine was expired after like a month. Oh, I had one time where it was like four months. I went to the bank, they like laughed at me, They're like we've never <laughs> that, seen that, anybody that's this right. long. That's how I found at the bank too. They were like, they told me like, I'm sorry, Mr. Custer, we can't do your deposit. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, well, your, your ID's expired. I'm like, who, who looks at their, who looks at their expiration on their license? I, I had remember. to go home and get my passport. It was
1: very embarrassing. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, no,
0: no one looks at that. I mean, they should get like a, like a. How about instead of sending me nine, hey, your warranty is the lapsed messages on my phone? I mean, a send day. me one. Yeah, send me just one of those that says your license expires on so and so date. Be prepared. you think. Maybe an email. I don't know. Just something, possibly. Yeah,
1: mine, technically, I think when I got mine renewed, it was like a week overdue because I just like, I. Like randomly remembered it. I don't remember why. I knew I was going to have to use it for something. I was like, I better get that thing fixed. I remember
0: I, I was lucky at least. and You were you had plenty of time to spare despite being longer than I did. But when I went to do it, the, the, the woman in front of me, I felt bad for her because hers had been on just like over a year before she realized it. And they were like, oh man, I'm sorry. Within a year, you have to go redo the test. Uh, oh my God, you had really? To go, you had to go down to Bowman Field and like redo everything again. Oh, I and was. Just, just, I die. I mean, I felt so because it was. We were in, I guess, that place. It's the one in Middletown I went to. Yep. And they're, the customer service is like the farthest thing from their, their concerns. It's DMV, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what you're getting? And half the time it's not open. They're like, we're open from eight to three, except for the four hours and two hours in between those that we take lunch breaks and it's, lock the it's door. It's terrible. It's awful. And so we'd been sitting there forever to get in. And, oh, man, I, I felt really bad for her. I was like, I'm amazed she didn't start cussing people. Not that they, just, they, they were the ones that. Re, deserve it but i mean something like happened to me it's like just get it there's going to be there's going to be casualties of war in my cussing right there
1: so we've got that going on then i i talked with my new doctor today and you know she's referring me to a specialist that hopefully I, you know i'll be able to get in i don't know sometime like 2025 is probably <laughs> when i'll be able to get in there but um, she's you know she ends it with you know, there, there's you know there are things you can do to manage this like to make it a little bit better and i told her in the, last, the pot's being right yeah well whatever it is like the long covid slash pots or whatever the hell is, is going on with me. God That's knows. the new Rutherford disease possessed by something from the, <laughs> you know, the upside down. She's uh, so, so she says, you know, I, I told her like the last three days have been the best I felt since Derby day. I feel like I've maybe hopefully turning a corner and she's like, the, she's like, you just have to remember you can't overexert yourself now. Like you don't want your baseline to drop. You don't want to go back to where you were. The best things you can do like right now in this moment, even though you're feeling good, stay out of the heat, rest as much as possible no alcohol, no caffeine, and like, I, like perfect time for a beach, a beach vacation <laughs> with a two-year-old and a seven-month-old. I was like, this is the, could like literally could not be worse timing for this.
0: Did you tell her, man, you just checked every box or everything I can't, that, that there's to do, I can't do. And also,
1: so every year that we do this, every year we make this trip, like I just drive through the night. Like, I don't, up until like I've got this thing, I just have never had, a, like I don't sleep very much anyway. Okay. It's about 11 hours. I'll let you know that so, sure. like, I usually just, you know, I stay up, we leave it. You know, when the kids are getting ready to go to sleep, I stay up, drive the whole way, like, take a little nap when I get there at, like, 7, 8 a.m., Yeah ready to go. Like, that's – it's been our thing. So I did New Orleans for the Final Four. But now that I've got, like, this thing going on, which just – I get jittery. Like, I haven't been sleeping well. i just I'm tired at random times. Well, you can't have coffee or caffeine. Can't have it. coffee. Like, yeah, it's just a, it's a weird thing. So now, like, I'm I'm terrified that if I, like – drive the whole way it's going to ruin the progress i've made i'm gonna be right back where i was but also i'm a terrible passenger like i i, I get like freaked out and panicky when like other people are, are driving and so I, I don't know if i'm gonna be able to do that like, i don't know if i'm gonna be able to rest if mary drives part of the way so it's just it, the whole thing is just i'm very nervous about the whole trip
0: i don't know if i'm a horrible passenger it depends on am not perspective. See, the thing is is i can drive i mean i've done i mean i've gone from louisville to miami and you know straight through i mean i, I think the longest i've done straight through is 18 hours and i when i'm driving i can stay awake i can drive i can do 18 hour shift you put me in the passenger seat five minutes i'll be asleep i can yeah it doesn't doesn't matter if i'm wide awake. i will go right to sleep within five ten minutes at the most i mean i just I, i go right to sleep when i'm not driving in a car i don't know what it is it puts me right to sleep i wish i could i mean so yeah so i don't know if that makes me a good passenger i think it does I mean, well you're different. not not very like conversational just, some, be- some people like to like have somebody awake with them and like talking to them i guess or I mean, you can jam your music as loud as you want it won't wake me up since all i care about is having my music if yeah. i've got
1: my music if i'm in control of that i'm fine i can like, do odd tasks i don't mind like doing chores around the house if i've got music i don't mind driving by myself if i've got music just let me listen to what i want to. i've had to. to
0: put like my earbuds or something like an earbud in to listen to my music though because i've been told i listen to it too loudly yeah well and, and the passenger my passenger's like i can't sleep i'm like gotta do what you gotta do yeah
1: we've got uh, we, we have more super regional stuff to talk about today louisville getting ready for tomorrow night's game against texas a&m game one of a three game series in college station i was texting with sean moth earlier today he's down there he said it's the hottest environment he's ever been in so props <laughs> to the, but the kids don't care you know they're they're kids they're fine they're just happy to be there uh they're excited they're going to be raging tomorrow night we'll talk about that we've got uh, more kind of hoops recruiting buzz to get to we'll talk about that we've got ty spalding coming on the show at 5 30 from cardinalsports.com yeah i gotta head out early today i know you're man. gonna you're gonna be out so we're gonna have ty on he's gonna help out us out we'll hit the thornton sex line uh, liberally as always uh, we'll also recap some nonsense trevor i know we have to start here because you were all excited <sighs> last night i know this this is a it was i rough. don't like your your groan there it was to start. a rough
0: night man we've lost the bat streak and it's the worst way possible you told me. I'm so, sorry. So, so going into the game last night, like, I didn't realize this until they were starting to, like, do the announcements. I'm talking to Nick and, and Jim Kelch on the other line. Do, they do the board, and they, they bring it to my attention that, that the uh, Lance Lynn, who I who I even know, is on a rehab stint with uh, Charlotte. And I'm like, ooh, that's not good. That's, that's not good for the streak. There's something like a Cy Young candidate down on the rehab. Yeah. I, and I was jokingly was like, well, maybe we could put an asterisk next to this one. Like, you know, it doesn't count like the streak gets broken when you're playing like a you know a major league all star and Cy Young candidate in triple A. It shouldn't count. But that shouldn't matter either, because the bats just destroyed poor Lance Lynn. And he might not be ready to come back up to the White Sox. He may not even be a Cy Young candidate anymore for all I know. Uh when by when the smoke all cleared going into the fourth inning, the bats were up twelve to twelve to three. Oh my god. We're we're cruising. I don't think I knew it got that bad. We they scored ten runs in the was a third I guess third inning bottom of third. I mean it was uh, one I think two people had multiple hits. It got to the point where they were just starting to discuss even you know records of innings, hits, and and, and runs and so forth like that. Not touched by the way, but it was discussed. So we're cruising along. It's twelve to three. They, I think, they score a couple runs, and I want to say the fifth inning, maybe, maybe a run to fifth, run to sixth. It's twelve. To, it's twelve to six going into the ninth, and we're just we're we're good. We're we're, we're, we're the the streak is locked in. We assume it was going to be Trevor five for five, five in a row on the board. I mean, I, we were just going to play nothing but the Looney's got five on it here. It was all going to be songs with five in it. High five, uh, the band. You know, can't wait another minute. You remember that one? Uh, we're gonna. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, because I played it and you had a, I taught you about it, but nonetheless, so I'm all we're ready. We got it just happening. We got We to to do the bomb of the ninth. It's not even needed. Um, and then the uh, the wheels fell off. Unbelievable. The relief. Our, our I forget his name. The closer for the bats who has given up five runs all season in relief. Oh no! Decides to give up six runs in the bomb of the ninth not or top boy. of the ninth. Tied 12-12. twelve twelve. Oh, Oh, did I mention there was an hour rain delay with not a drop of water from the sky? You did tell me what you were doing during the (laughs) rain delay. I was
1: (laughs) was like, sounds like a
0: banner Wednesday night trip. Uh, My favorite part was TJ I said kind of same thing that TJ takes me back and goes, Do you think you may have overdone yourself? It didn't even (laughs) rain. You know that, right? (laughs) Like, I know. I don't know why I don't know what there was a reason for a fifty five minute rain delay without a drop from the sky, but you know, what the hell? I took advantage of it. So they tie the game. It goes to the tenth. Uh, top of the tenth, the, uh, the Charlotte um, spoil sports score a couple more the runs. Storm Chasers? That right? No, it's Omaha. Ah.
1: What
0: and is Charlotte? I forget, but they're bad. They're the, they have the worst record in, 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 in the Triple A. They, they, they had. I think they came into the season with nineteen wins in this. The game. Knights. What a lame name. Yeah, they, they're bad. Sorry, Belvin. So, <laughs> love you. <laughs> you do it right. Just for a minor league baseball team, I mean. Charlotte just ruined it all. Uh, <laughs> Disco did the music, so they, uh, the the night score in the top of the, the fourth, uh, the tenth, make it fifteen twelve. The bats come back in the bottom, score two more runs, get a guy on second, and strike out. Lose the game fifteen to fourteen. Good God, unbelievable! Game finishing up not long after midnight, and like it cost you, you couldn't even watch AEW in peace. I watched it on my phone as best I could. Did Orange Cassidy win the Battle Royal? No, but I did rewatch. Was he it. in it? He was not. Well, I'm well, sorry. Why do I even care? though? it was a fun show. The Battle Royal was excellent. The main event was awesome. Will Ospreay showed up from New Japan. Love it. Get your jaw off the ground. Incredible. I mean, one of the, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Awesome to see him. He's going to be on Friday Night Rampage in a six man tag now. Cool. So yeah, it was it was a, it was. I still enjoyed a little bit. I still had a good night, good, good, good AW well, night. Well, good. It wasn't, it wasn't all bad. Other than the Bats losing, I don't know if I can still put the asterisk on it with, with Lance Lynn's consideration because they scored 10 runs on him, but yeah,
1: what the hell. You talking about Lance Lynn, and again, a story that nobody cares about besides me that, that I have to tell now because you said this, like a rehab st- a stint, just getting drilled, we before my senior year of of baseball, there was this guy who I guess was, he'd played Triple A the year before and had his season cut short. He was a pitcher mm-hmm. and was like rehabbing, trying to get back to where he had been. He'd played I think at St. X, and he knew our head coach from growing up. And they're like, "This guy's going to come out here. He's trying to he's trying to get better. He's going to throw a little bit against you guys. He's just trying to get ready for the new season, trying to get back to full strength. And he's throwing gas. We see him warming up, and we're like, Oh my god!" Like we're, we're batting as a triple a pitcher what's going on and my buddy goes to me, he's like what if we just ripped this guy <laughs> and i so i lead off i'm the very first hitter very first pitch and what
0: grade are your high school junior my senior, my senior year oh, senior okay we're well,
1: get, okay and this guy's like a you know 25 year old he's been playing minor league baseball yeah, for, but technically you're eligible to be a first round draft pick could be i mean i'm, I'm 18 years old yeah. we're we're a group of 16 17 18 year olds that have not played a game so far this season first pitch i see i just laced this double into the gap I'm on top of the world. Cat's loose in the alley. On, I'm on top of the world. I'm thinking, like, oh my God, I hit a double. My buddy Jim's batting next. Three pitches later, deep, like, bomb oh, in left center. We proceed to just rip the hell out of this game. I think he just gave up that day. Like, he went like two innings against us. Like, we just drilled oh, this no. minor league pitcher, and I never heard about him again. Like, I don't think he ever pitched again. Do you like, know his name? Um, I don't know if I want to give it. I do, I think I remember it. I don't want to give it out there. Oh come on! Because I think now he's coaching baseball locally. Can you give initials? No, I'm not going to do oh, that. Wait, tell me off the air. Then. Anyway, I will. But anyway, no, I'll tweet it out. We just we, <laughs> we roped this dude. And you could tell he was just completely disheartened. Like I by the like, end, he was like, <laughs> he's like just telling us what pitches he was throwing. I'm like, yeah, just. Act like you're not trying, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a
0: bad moment. How me. have we not heard the story of you destroying a triple A pitcher in, in high school? Okay? Well, I had a bad senior year. That was about the only thing I destroyed. So. <laughs> it went all downhill from there. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Uh, we've got uh, other UFL things to talk about, too. I wanted to mention uh, this NIL collective that's out there. This is big news in the NIL world. Uh, we've also got this pending football recruit uh, commitment that seems to be coming around. People have ideas about who that may or may not be. Also, I put together my preseason top 25 for college basketball Ooh, for SB Nation. There, number one? They hired me to do it. Who do you think I had number one? Louisville. I did not have Louisville number one. Did you still just to be a troll. What if I did? There was a part of me that wanted to do it. One of the things that does annoy me about... San Francisco's number two. USF.
0: <laughs> yes. Sorry, Todd Golden. Would they, would they just send it back to you and be like, do it again if you did something like that. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Clicks bonanza. Got <laughs> I me. Mean, could you imagine? Next so thing you know, you have the, the the highest rated clicked on article in SB Nation history.
1: There is a part of me that gets kind of annoyed when I look at all the early college basketball ranks because we all know that you know you're you're throwing darts. There's never been a year where. All of the preseason top twenty-fives in like June that get thrown out or the ones that people post right after the final four have been eerily accurate. Like like we nailed it. Like we got all 25 teams right. So you know there should be some disparity. And <laughs> somebody
0: it, had, I think they would have pointed it out yeah. multiple times. Yeah. So,
1: and there have been years where like I nailed like number one and number two, and like, yeah, I'm more than willing to point it out. Like, hey, look, yeah. look at me. I, I was on Virginia before anybody else last year. But for the most part, they they look horrific in in hindsight, and that's the way it is. So with that being the case you'd think there'd be top 25s all over the place because rosters are still unsettled. You've still got some transfers out there. You've still got, you know, is this guy even going to be good? We think he's going to be a sophomore superstar. Maybe he's just going to be as bad as he was as a freshman. You just, you don't know any of these things, but it's amazing how eerily similar all of these top 25s are. It's like, everybody's just piggybacking off one another. So I always try to have a few where I'm just like, look, I think this team's gonna be better than everybody else. I'm throwing them up there. I'm not going to worry about it. But picking number one this year was... I get why it's all over the place. Like you look at uh, there, if there are eight, nine top 25s out there, you've probably got three or four different teams that are gracing the top. And this is the way it's going to be all summer long. It's as interesting, a preseason number one discussion as I can remember. And that's good. Like, I I think that usually leads to an exciting season. So like I I really dove into it. I wasn't sure exactly who I was going to have and how good some of these teams were. There's some teams that I still don't feel good about that. I've got
0: like, after I get past the top 12, I'm like, damn all might suck well anything after top 12 is pretty much just throwing crap against the wall and hoping it sticks anyway and also
1: like half these teams like illinois has a like basically an entirely different roster they they lost all but one of their starters from last season but they replaced them with all really good guys and then sky clark uh the kid who was going to go to kentucky Mm -hmm. to run the point like they might be good but you know how do transfers mesh well we saw that last year louisville never played like a team like that could be so i assume illinois is number one illinois is not number one Ah. they are in the top 25 Ah. guess who i have number one i'll let you do that I'm assuming Gonzaga
0: isn't number one. Gonzaga is not number one. Number two? They are not number two. Ooh, look at Mr. Trendy over there. Uh, Looking for clickbaits. I'm going to say you went with... I'm trying to think who you like going into next year. Did you go UK? I did not go UK. Okay. UK in the top three? Yes. Okay. Okay. UK's number two. Ooh, so Gonzaga's probably three then or four. Gonzaga is number three. Okay. Uh, Number one would be... Who would you have liked? Um, Tennessee? No, they are top ten. Oh, are they? Okay, you, you swallowed your pride there a little bit. I know you probably wouldn't have put Kansas back at number one. After the I've got him at number four, I think I've got him higher than anybody else. That would think so. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised you put that. High. He's
1: got Jalen Wilson back. I think Kevin McCuller is really good. You
0: wouldn't do Duke, would you? No.
1: No, I think I'm. I think I'm lower on Duke than anybody else. I've got him at twelve. What do you got? North Carolina.
0: Oh, how my brain fart on North Carolina. Yeah,
1: it's like like you would. I get the discussion. It's interesting because... That
0: makes sense. I'm sure North Carolina... You're not the first to put North Carolina one.
1: I no think one. I saw a couple other people have. Yeah. I think Maybe it was either Goodman or and They've got North Carolina number one. I, if I had to guess, I'd say North Carolina is probably going to be the preseason number one when all said and done because it makes sense. I mean, it's North Carolina and they're bringing virtually everybody back from a team that was national runner up in a a normal year, in normal circumstances, that's a no brainer pick. Right. But they're a team that flirted with the, you know, even making the NCAA tournament for most of the year, Mm -hmm. I think, and this is how I kind of defended it is they're getting a lot of comparisons to last year's UCLA team, which made kind of a fluky run to the final four and brought everybody back and then wound up being a you know good, but not great team. That was a four seed in the NCAA tournament, made the sweet 16. I think the difference is that UCLA team, like, just kind of got hot in the NCAA tournament. There was no sign going into the big dance that they were like, they didn't end the Pac-12 season on any sort of gigantic run. They seemed like a, a team that shouldn't have even been in. Whereas Carolina, they go from definitively on the wrong side of the bubble to winning 12 of their last 14 games Baycott becomes a superstar, the guards finally become consistent, they have all these good things happen, and like it wasn't outside the realm of possibility that they were going to get hot and make a deeper run in the NCAA tournament by the time they got in safely as a number eight seed, and when they did, I mean, they beat Marquette, biggest margin of victory ever for an 8-9 game, they knocked off Baylor, reigning national champion, who was the number one seed, uh, took care of that UCLA team, blasted St. Peter's the way that the other three teams probably should have blasted St. Peter's, beat Duke in a game where Duke had more than you could ever imagine to play for, and they had a big lead on Kansas in the national title game. There's like there, there was nothing fluky about their run, and they get everybody besides Brady Manick back from that team. I guess Kerwin uh, Walton is is also gone. Like they should be. I'm not saying they're going to be a dominant team because they certainly had flaws, and we saw that throughout the season. But I think they should be the team that we look at as the most likely to cut down the nets. Just that's my opinion. It's-
0: I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like everything you just named is your reasoning for why they're number one, but you could use the exact same speech while why you have them, like number eight or nine, or even lower. Eh, I don't know about that. I mean, they were a up and down team. That that. But like what like, I just said, they weren't at the end of the year. No, but when they got in a tournament, I mean, their tournament run, they beat a, they they blew out a Marquette team in eight nine game. Well, I'm sorry if I don't do back Biggest Orc. margin of victory in ever in an eight nine game. Great. I mean, that's still something. That's super. It's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they beat they beat a team that they were supposed. They were one point favorites over by thirty two. They beat a Baylor team, which I'm not a defending title team, but that was also very banged up. Still one seed. They beat a UCLA team that we know my opinion about, and that you even said yourself was maybe just a team that got hot last year and was not as good as their seeding. And Still they, a good team. And they beat a 15-seed St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. And they beat Duke. They beat Duke. That's I'll give you that. In a game where Duke had the most possible revenge on their mind that you could ever have. But they right? also beat Duke in regular season, so you can also maybe say they had their number. No, they also lost to Duke by the second largest margin of victory in a Duke Carolina game. I would have gone in the last ten. Years. I would have gone for the clickbait, but North Carolina at like number ten. Uh, you, I mean that's that's beyond clickbait. I that's see, just dumb. No, I disagree. I think you can definitely argue that North Carolina was a flash in the pan last year. I'm not saying they are. i I just saying. gave you
1: all the reasons why they weren't, and I,
0: and I told you all the reasons why those exact same reasons you can turn around the exact same way and say they why they aren't. They shouldn't. No, be. you
1: didn't. You just listed the teams that they played. And so you, did you? You poo pooed the fact that they beat Marquette by thirty two and beat the reigning national champions and beat a how UCLA team that was very Marquette, good. Marquette
0: man, dude. I don't. It's
1: Trevor. It's an eight nine game, which is statistically the closest matchup in the tournament. No eight team had ever beaten a nine by as many points as Carolina beat that Marquette team by. That's not nothing. No matter I mean, how much thirty
0: two. I mean, Purdue beat Yale by twenty two. I mean, I mean how <laughs> yeah, the, the what does that have to do with anything? Did they get ma- did they get bumped up? You can't they just say you earth? can't
1: just say that something matters because you don't think it does.
0: Like oh, I agree. About I'm telling you the same thing. <laughs> it's a stat, Trevor. It's the
1: it's quite literally never happened before, and you're like, well, it's not impressive. Nobody else would agree with that. Oh,
0: I'm. Sorry. You're right. The, the The one game they won the eight nine seed definitely means they should be the best team in the next year. That's tournament. not what I'm saying. You're making <laughs> You're a straw man right. argument once
1: again. I'm just. I'm. Listening. Again, it wasn't like they were limping into the tournament as a seven and seven in their well, last fourteen well, games. Well, like UCLA well, the year before. For a
0: second, what you what'd you say a straw man? Straw man argument? argument. Like like. I've never heard that phrase. Okay, well, I'm not gonna explain it to you. Like You're, your, just, your argument's the paper straw. I'm the plastic. I mean, strawman argument is <laughs> not a. That's
1: not. <laughs> yeah. Once again,
0: like this is not a rare thing. The paper I, straw argument over there. Ah,
1: Jesus Christ! I, I, just, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this with you. I've got Kentucky too. I think yeah. in a like I do kind of wonder, and I don't know how you feel about this. I hesitate to even ask. They're bringing back the unanimous national player of the year. They're yes. bringing back their starting point guard. They're bringing back several other key pieces from that team. They're also bringing in two five-star players who might be among the best freshmen in the country. If that UK team, which was a two seed the year before, it's not like they were just a, a nobody, whatever team that's bringing back the unanimous player of the year and all these other these other guys. If they just take care of seat Peters and they don't even have to go to the final four. Let's say they go to the sweet 16 or the elite eight. I wonder if that would be enough where everybody's like, well, yeah, they're the preseason number one. But yes. but that St. Peter's game and maybe a little bit the fact that they just won nine games the year before I think is in people's minds because you see some rankings where Kentucky's down at like six seven it's and it, if they had, if the program was rolling and if they hadn't lost in historic fashion in the first round last year I feel like it would be a no brainer everybody would be, would have them in the top three I mean again Oscar Sheebay unanimous national player of the year he was a monster and it's gotten kind of overshadowed by the fact that they lost to St. Peter's in that first game. He's coming back. Like, they should be really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, and there, you can also, I mean, I think the St. Peter's, yeah, if you go Sweet 16, I think they're definite. But, I mean, there's also, you can turn around and they can say they've also lost four of their top six scores from that team. You can, for sure. I mean, yes, you get Wheeler and Sheboy back, but that's not, you know, one of the, the things that the Kentucky fans will tell you of why they, they one of the, the led to their St. Peter's loss was... You know, a guy like Tai Washington that wasn't at full strength, and he's not back at all. And outside shooting. Yeah. And, and Kellen Grady was is not back. You lose, you know, Davion on I feel like despite only been there two years, felt like a decade. It did. Uh, now they do have I, CJ Frederick who didn't play at all last year. I think that's a big thing. And well, then I mean, the kid from Missouri State, I think, will will help with the scoring. And then it's you know, it's kinda, Kentucky. Is he kinda just replacing Grady, I guess, to a degree? I mean, I he, think, might, he may be better, I assume, but I'm not trying to stereotype the six, seven white guys together, but Well, I don't think he's white. C.J. Frederick? I thought he was white. No, C.J. Frederick is. I'm talking about the, the Reeves kid. No, C.J. I'm, and I'm comparing him to Kellen Grady, but okay.
1: Also, is Kellen Grady? Kellen Grady's not white. I thought he was. I think he's I think he's mixed. Is he? Yeah. Maybe lighter side.
0: He's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's... Jack Payton, he's not cer- black? He's certainly not white. Like <laughs> well, I, Mark Payton had
1: three hits last night. Did he? Yeah. Uh, anyways, I've got UK at two. I've got Gonzaga at three, which... I still don't know what to think about this Gonzaga team. They they got Malachi Smith. The guards that they've got back. It's one of those where like they're like Strother and and uh, you know Robert. They're like. We're coming back, baby. And it's like, well, you kind of were the reason why they didn't win a national title last year. So, <laughs> how excited should we really be? nemhart the only good one, is gone. But if Malachi Smith really steps up, and I, I like that they got Efton Reed from LSU, they should. Be, and Timmy's going to do what Timmy does. He's going to average like thirty and fifteen in that league. I mean, year.
0: I'm go, I would go Gonzaga, and it's it's also safe. It's well, one, it's safe because you get you mentioned who's coming back, and it's Gonzaga. And on top of that, it's it's you look at Gonzaga. I know it's the 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 great thing everybody has to bring up. Their schedule and who they're—I mean, they're going to play out of conference. I get it. Do people talk about the, the conference? I—is I, that a discussion? <laughs> That's been brought up before. I did not know that. I've never heard that. Where have I been this since nineteen ninety nine? uh Yeah, that, that, that does come up on occasion. So they're—they're they're probably the safest to say preseason number one, and then brag that you had the end of the season number one because I can feel it being them. I can see that, but I mean, but that also feels just like. It seems too easy. Like it almost does seem a little too easy to do.
1: I just think the the same holes that they had last year, I think are going to be there this year. And they don't have Chet Holmgren, and they were still number one last year. Yeah. (laughs) So, but also like I think two years ago they were way better than they were last year. Just my opinion.
0: Yeah. They also had uh, Jalen Suggs two years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think I think they were just a a better team. I know
1: last year the numbers people were they still were the number one overall seed. I just I had faith in that team two years ago. I was. Still am surprised that they lost to Baylor the way that they lost S- to Baylor. Speaking of which, where is Baylor? I got Baylor at seven. I think yeah. they're still going to be really good. Um, they, this is
0: too early for me to know who's on all, all the rosters. It, it's un- right? I, mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't know a lot of this if I didn't have to actually go and look yeah, it up yeah. to do this. If they asked me to do it, I would have done some homework, too. I agree.
1: But. Like, you've got you know, LJ Cryer's back, Adam Flagler. They had guys that got those guys that got hurt last year. At least two of them are back. And then they lose Matthew Mayer, which was a surprise. One of the guys who went to Illinois. The, the, basically, the, the mullet-white dude. Yeah. It's John Mayer's cousin. <laughs> they had a couple True of, story. <laughs> they had a couple of, um, of, of impact transfers, Jalen Bridges, who I think we reached out to from West Virginia. He's going there. The kid from BYU is going there. And then they also add like a top 10 freshman. which now Scott Drew's getting back to like, Hey man, we've won a five-star kid. We might bring him in. And then I think the other thing that people have forgotten about, they had a five-star kid last year who I think tore his ACL in like an October scrimmage, Langston love who didn't play at all last season. And now you get him for a full year. Like They're going to be really good again. It's a cool name, by the way. Great name. It's a po- name?
0: That's a poor name I've ever <laughs> heard One Langston Love. It does sound on like On the main stage. Put it together. Get your singles out and get some pour the sugar on me with Langston Love. Anyway, I didn't plan on talking about this that long. <laughs> so real quickly,
1: I okay, got Canes at four. I think I'm higher on them than anybody else. Probably, and yeah. this is you know this is all contingent on them being eligible for the tournament, which they might not be. They lose four didn't they lose four starters from lester's team? They did. I think the McCuller kid from Texas Tech is really good. That's true. They yeah. got Jalen Wilson back, which is a huge deal. Um The the transfer from Michigan, who I think is going to be their best player next year. They get back. uh, Dewan Harris was on the team last year. Basically, their sixth man. Joseph uh, Yusefu is back as well. And then they have a top five recruiting class three McDonald's All Americans coming in. They're going to do what they're going to do. I think you just, at this point, you just trust the program. Yeah. Christian Brown leaving was a big blow, but they're still going to be good. I mean, Creighton at five. They're always
0: going to be solid. Yeah. Such a Bill self.
1: Creighton at five, who almost beat Kansas in the second round last year. Oh,
0: the sports stalker's not going to like that. He hates Creighton. I mean,. Can hate them all he wants. They're gonna be really good next year. Houston at six.
1: They bring back virtually everybody. At this and at this point, like how can you doubt Calvin Sampson? He loses like his whole team and still wins thirty five games every year. Yeah, yeah. Dude's He's unbelievable. Uh Baylor at seven, as previously mentioned. Arkansas at eight. Musselman taking his shirt off all year uh, long. Yeah.
0: How did you not get them a little I'm surprised they didn't get a little more love? But they I mean Well, they lost more than they like. It's, they're also bringing in like five going.
1: Yeah, number two recruiting class in the country yeah. but everybody thought that Jalen Williams was going to stay and he didn't. The no-take kid Everybody kind of thought he was going to go, and he did. They lost a lot more than anybody was expecting. They've got a bunch of transfers coming in, too,
0: um, mm-hmm. which is kind of what Musselman does or used to do. I'm trying a broken record. I feel like you said that same thing with like the last four teams you've described. Everybody does. Like, I mean, <laughs> they this, lost this, they lost that, but they've us. got transfers, they got to recruit. Um, <laughs> I've got UCLA. You're, you're UCLA Bruins at nine. Oh, that's your second big mistake of their top ten. And then Tennessee at ten. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, I ten. could point out a few blunders in there, but I'll wait until I'll wait until a year from now to point those out. If they'd gotten uh Jules Bernard back, they would have been even higher. But they got
1: Juzang uh, and Jules and uh Tiger Campbell. Uh has gone. I they, was gonna say how does Jaime Jouquez, the Jaime is gonna Larry be the guy. new Johnny Juzang and Tiger Campbell's back, and then they bring in a two five star freshmen. They should be good. It should be.
0: Pack twelve stars. But right? then again, they also have Mick Cronin. I mean <laughs> guy, the guy's as good at coaching as his combing his hair. You hate Mick Cronin. <laughs> um anyways time uh, to get credit for that joke i thought that was clever it was fine okay oh, it, was, it was fine it was fine we'll take a break here when we come <laughs> back
1: uh we'll get trevor's thoughts on the saudi tour no we're not going to talk about the the liv tour. i've been invited you, god you would <laughs> you would leave so quickly uh, let's talk about this we'll talk about this 502 collective coming up what it means what it doesn't mean uh how excited should we be it's interesting we'll get into that discussion we'll also take your thoughts on the thornton sex line at 502-414-1450 as well It's the mike rutherford show here on a thursday on 1450 the big x
0: Oh, you pretty Oh, 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 Say they're wow. rolling hip hop. Same black success wow. from the first to the last of it. Delivery is passionate. do the whole and not the half of it. We'll cast an aftermath of it. Project I let them blast away. Accurate is a shit. Me equally close, like Buffalohem and Nazareth. After this, you be pressing rewind on top your master this. Shining like an asterisk, for all those in your gabaret. Connecting like a warehouse house, from the town house to the tenaments. Cause all my Brooklyn residents. On the heavy regiments, don't believe here to have a Brooklyn
1: I'm loving See what we're that, doing on this Thursday right now. Trevor's vibing?
0: Yeah, I love black stars.
1: What do the Cali kids say about Louisville? It's a chill chill vibe. vibe, chill cool vibe.
0: I it was, it was a cool vibe. I thought it was just a chill vibe. Whatever it was, it was chill. So, it was, yeah, we chill. Louisville is a vibe. We, well, you know, you know the slogan, the Chillville, Chillville, Chillville. chillville. That's the vibe. You know the vibe. I mean, can we not get shirts done? <laughs> Scotts on the front says Scotts Tots Inn. On the back says the Chillville. I mean, (laughs) I feel like those need to be two separate shirts. And then the other shirt needs to be, Welcome to the East Coast, L.A. God. <laughs> guy, come on, man! I like it. I mean, this is one of the times I'm like, man, maybe I'm in the wrong fan base. Because if I was on UK, them things would already be on online for sale right now. Oh, all it takes is one <laughs> awful pun. Yeah, it's like you know, you're making millions with UK fans. Rex
1: Chapman called me up. Can I make a shirt out of it? Or just slap the score of any like semi-important <laughs> game on a sheet T-shirt and it's done. Like we beat South Carolina one time in football to go three and zero. Boom, T-shirts, millions
0: sold. It's the only time I've ever been not jealous of not to be a UK fan. There've Nothing been,
1: else. <laughs> there have been several times in the last like ten, fifteen years where they've, you know, it's like it's been the big win in, in UK football. Like they, this is before they got good the last couple of years. Remember, like. I don't know, like every random season you can think of where they would beat Mississippi State or they'd beat South Carolina to get to four and one.
0: You see, the only, you see the two. Yeah.
1: And they they'll make t shirts for that game, like over the hump or whatever. And then they end up going like seven and five or six and six the rest of the season. Like, some poor bastard is still wearing that shirt around from like it's like the game, October second, twenty eleven, Kentucky twenty four, South Carolina seventeen. And anybody else in America is like
0: what? We beat Georgia in 2012 at home. I will, actually, I would love to design. They had a couple, times, had a couple years where they they knocked off Georgia a few times. I would love to design and buy a T-shirt
1: dedicated to like the most random, meaningless Louisville victory of all time. It's like, like October 6th, <laughs> 1997
0: Conference USA Championship shirt. <laughs> Kind of, but, like, got, but
1: that's at least a championship. I want a meaningless, Whatever a game that was. gave us nothing in the grand scheme of things, like October 27th, mm. 2014, Louisville 28, Boston College 11. like just Louisville 63, Temple 10. A big, lo- just a like giant picture of a cardinal bird just stomping on an eagle as if it was the a, a win that people are talking about. There have been books dedicated
0: to it. Oh, just the, why not? I, I think the perfect one would be the game we blew out Memphis. We talked about remember when they beat us two years prior. We, we you had forgotten about that, but I brought yeah. it up, and we beat them two years later. We blew them out. That's the shirt right there. Why not? We just beat me, We just did a beatdown on Beale Street. Or the meaningless, even like, though it was at our
1: house. The seventeen ten we had when we had in Charlie's last year over Memphis. The terrible Memphis the, team.
0: The Trent the Trent guy return kickoff return touchdown. No, that was. He, Trent Guy didn't play for Charlie. Oh, you're okay. Well, yeah. What was the one we went down to Memphis? Don't and... talk about Trent Guy on the show. He's a
1: freaking stud. Don't... I'm, no, I'm not bad at He's t- a freaking stud. Trevor. I know he won the game for us. If it. you say one bad word about Trevor Kelsey on my show, about Trent, Trent Guy on my show, <laughs> Trevor Kelsey, you're out of here. He's a freaking stud. That guy is
0: a freaking stud. I uh, know. My still favorite st- UFL rants of all time. Still don't see how he went to... Went to, to Burger King, or he like, he, like, he deserved to go to Burger King after he lost to UK.
1: Nobody even said anything either that said <laughs> uh, Craig Dorpal. When he went off on that? He just wanted to get out in front
0: of it. Well, that was that ap- guy's a freaking stud. <laughs> that was after the UK game, wasn't it? Yeah, when he dropped the ball. I think that was the same when I saw him at Burger King. <laughs> well, he didn't deserve Burger King, right. <laughs> he didn't! But he did return a kickoff against Memphis down at Memphis that, that was the game winner for us, and I can't remember what year that was. But it was the same year that I... Oh, the one year he's our whole offense. Yeah, it was it was the same year that I was on the elevator with all the leftover rendezvous barbecue after the game, and then Kenny and Tom get on the elevator like one floor down with me. I'm sitting there holding like six sandwiches and a bunch of, like a, a cup full of sides and like two sodas, and Rob Jones just laughing his ass off at me because Kenny just looks kind of like something He's like, "You like the food, huh?" Or like that. I can't remember. He said something along the lines, yeah, "Big boy." Yeah, I'm like, "Yep, it's good. Good win, right?" Just
1: announced, Trevor. Would you like to know who the first opponent, the first official opponent for the Louisville men's basketball program is going to be in the Kenny Payne era?
0: Is it going to be North Carolina Central? It is not. Is it going to On
1: November 9th, opening night in college basketball, the U of L Cardinals will host Scotty Davenport and the Bellarmine Knights. Sweet. I love it. I like that. I mean, we've been celebrating part of the the, the cool thing about Kenny Payne's hire and everything that's happened in the last two and a half months or so is just this resuscitation of this old era of Louisville basketball. Hearing all the stories you know Crawford Gymnasium, the the, the days and the nights and the the games that built this program and, and provided the stability for the success for the rest of the '80s and then into the '90s and then into the Rick Patino era, all that good stuff. And you know, Louisville is a community that I think celebrates and enjoys basketball as much, if not more, than any other in America. So why not kick off this Kenny Payne era with the other, now Division One program in the city? Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Love it. Um, yeah, I like it. Scotty D, Kenny Payne, can't go wrong. Hope we win by a lot, but, you know... I'll root for Bellman every other game of the year. <laughs> that's how I am with Western. So, november that, that's a cool thing. We also found out yesterday via... Uh, Which is why I thought
0: this was going to be the answer. I was just kidding when I said North Carolina Central. I was trying to be in the same vicinity. Well, we
1: know we're playing Western on, I think, December 22nd. That's been announced, the, this year's game. And we found out yesterday via John Rothstein, another one of our non-conference opponents
0: is going to be Appalachian State, a.k.a. the Scott Satterfield Bowl. We'll, we'll enjoy that. I mean, when I saw that, I, didn't, I guess I just wasn't paying attention to see who tweeted it. And I saw a little ads, to Appalachian State, like his head. I'm like, you thought it was football. I mean, it made sense, right? I mean, wouldn't you have thought that too? Just if, yeah, I'm, for sure. Just I mean, just glancing over, and I hadn't. And then when I noticed, I think it was a retweet that I saw, it, or not a retweet, but somebody just saying like via, you know, you know, through so and so, and I didn't read that all the way through. But
1: I'm reporting that this person is reporting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank
0: you uh, was Chris Bizard. <laughs> but exactly, yeah. So, but when I then I noticed Rossi, and I'm like, and then I saw a picture of a basketball corner underneath it. And I'm like. Well, that's weird. Why, would, why 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 are we playing him in basketball? Why aren't we playing him in football? Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, is it just we don't want to? I know they're maybe harder than we want to play for now the conference schedule, but
1: well, I think we we also mad. don't have any spots in our non conference schedule for a long time. So it's true, I
0: guess. They I
1: mean, App State basketball has been pretty good the last few years. Justin Kearns is a good coach. That's not a just pushover game. Um, I mean, I, can't think I, I don't think I named one NBA player to went to App State. Well, we should win it, but App State is not a. Like, like, they're kind of like in football. It's like scheduling James Madison in, in football where, you know, you, you, it's a little dangerous. Not exactly a, you know, they'll be a mid-top 150-ish type team on Ken Palm and a lot of these analytical rankings. So, it, you know, schedule them at your own risk, but we're going to be okay.
0: safer to schedule them basketball than it's football, I would assume.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're certainly a better football program, but also there are a lot more basketball programs out there. So we, we have that going on. Uh, also, uh, our guy Keith Wynn just breaks this on Twitter now. Four-star running back Dontavius Braswell is now listed as an official visitor for next weekend. Uh, Javin Simpkins, the three-star running back that a lot of people thought was just kind of a, a shoe-in for Louisville a few weeks ago, has not been listed as a visitor now. I think that's notable. He has put his decision. He's going to announce this decision on like August 22nd. It's a long way away. I, I think it was because he was waiting to see what some of the other running backs that Louisville has been pursuing, these higher ranked running backs are going to wind up doing, namely Ruben Owens, the number one, all purpose mm-hmm. back in America and Simpkins, like it sucks because he's, I think a very good player that we were excited about a few weeks ago, but also it's kind of exciting if he's pulling himself out of visits to UofL because he thinks that we might get Ruben Owens and potentially Don Braswell, two guys that are ranked among the top 20 running backs in the entire country. Like no, this is,
0: we don't, let's, we don't get them. And if we
1: don't, you know, maybe he can still come. Maybe he still wants to come. We'll see. Um, People are also asking about the any news on who this commit's going to be. I, the only thing that makes any sense, and we'll talk to Ty Spalding about this when he comes on at, at 5.30, he might have some more insight, is Noble Johnson, the four-star wide receiver out of Rockwall, Texas. That's who Saturday. He's announced that he's going to be making his commitment, or he's announced that he's got a big announcement on <laughs> Saturday morning at 11. I would assume that it's going to be a commitment uh, because he's already cut his list down to five schools. I can't imagine you would do the whole... I've got a big announcement I'm cutting it down to two but I mean I guess technically it's possible and if you get him it's a big deal one because he's another highly touted wide receiver and two you're beating out Clemson for a kid like Clemson seemed to be like in in the driver's seat for him for a while so if we are able to get him it's a nice little you know middle finger to dab
0: which we love to do has anyone ever made an announcement that they're going to make an announcement for their announcement I think so. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it has to have happened recently. <laughs> like the other,
1: a few weeks ago, I think on the radio show, I, I, I a kid had done the same thing where it was like big announcement coming on Wednesday. And I'm like, Oh, it's, it was an offensive lineman recruit. And I'm thinking he's announcing his college decision. What other announcement could it be? And it was him trimming his list of schools from eight <laughs> to four. And I was like, there's gotta be a limit here, guys. Like, come on. I get that. You love the attention. I understand it I with mean, your kids,
0: but my goodness, I want to tease them. But then again, this, You'd be basking it if you were yeah, seventeen years old. I mean, let's be I honest. Too. This is. I hope none of these kids take it, but for like ninety percent of them, this is the highlight of their life. Yeah, but maybe, for a lot maybe of them, even for sure. higher than that number. I mean, this is because a lot of them are gonna, you know, be lost in in the fold and where they go, and maybe they maybe they make it to the next level and play professionally. And maybe don't they don't you think? Let, let I, me ask I, you I say this. For, I they go. I do. We like to tease them, but they deserve to do it all.
1: Don't you think? Because it, it is different now than it was as recently as like 10, 15 years ago, where every move these kids make somebody's writing about it you know somebody's logging a crystal ball prediction you know if they Mm -hmm. put like a a highlight of themselves doing something and like throwing an l up everyone's like oh my god he's throwing an l up (laughs) like he's wearing a blue shirt it used to not be that way and i do think that the the overwhelming number of players who go the transfer portal route route now i think at least part of it is because you get to college and you realize like they don't love me as much as they did when, you know, they wanted me to come play for their school. It's different. And now. now I've got to like actually work for it. I can't just post a video of myself knocking down a three and have you know five hundred at go cards fans and on Twitter being like, You gotta come here, you'll be the greatest player of all time. And I think a lot of kids when they go to school and they just kinda of have a whatever couple of first two seasons and they don't have that same type of love they don't have the same types of promises flying around they miss the attention they miss the love so you put your name in the transfer portal and boom it's like you're 17 again
0: getting recruited again yeah. you're, you're back in high school it's like you've seen the movie you've seen the, you've seen the movie the program correct yeah like when they when they recruit the uh, running back and they have he pulls up on the bus to the university and they got the band they got cheerleaders they got hallie exactly Halle berry flirting with them like you said for most of these kids it's the most attention they're ever going to get he shows that he, he 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 signs with him he shows up on campus for day one and all that is there is the offensive lineman and quarterback. Yeah. And they're like, come on, time to go to work. He's like, where's the band? He's like, no, we got you now.
1: Once I mean, <laughs> you get there, and you know, sometimes I think the coaches don't accurately or adequately communicate this to a kid. Like, when you get here, you know, we're going to be on your ass. Like, it's not going to be like we are now when we're just sucking up to you every second. But, like, when you come here – it, everything's going to change. And I think for a lot of these kids, it's a, just such a culture shock and they miss the attention. They, because they, you know, nowadays they get it from when they're like 14 years old up until the point when they sign their name on the dotted line.
0: And that's where we're at as a generation with social media is everybody has to have approval and attention. It's all about getting likes, isn't it? And retweets. Yeah, there it is. There's our like, old man. Everyone, take first every, hour. Everyone has to, oh, Everyone's going to like me and love me, love me, love me. Look at me. I'm Jerry. I wear a fur coat. <laughs> love me, love me. <laughs> By the way, I know this is completely off the rails and irrelevant, but looking up App State to see if they did have an NBA player, they haven't. But I never knew this. Their first two coaches in program history were Press Maravich and Bobby Crimmins. Ooh, I didn't know that either. It's not a bad one-two punch for your first two coaches. You know, I read one of the
1: the many Pete Maravich biographies that are out there. I think it was called Pistol. It was a really, really good one Mm. a few years ago. And a lot of people, like in the book, everybody sort of said, like Press Maravich could have been one of the best coaches in all of basketball at any level if he wanted to, but he just dedicated so much of his time to developing Pete and making him the player that he was that it just, you know, he wasn't going to debt, but he was always an outside the box thinker. He was doing things when he was coaching that people were mimicking like 15 years later, he was so far ahead of the curve. He's a fascinating figure. And he also wasn't like he, he clearly pushed Pete really hard, but it wasn't like a, yeah, you know, one of the who's the robo quarterback that had ended up having with all the drug problems on Tom Marinovich. It wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah. It I wasn't would. that bad. Like he was. He wasn't that. He still always tried to keep things in perspective. But, but yeah, they wouldn't point. let eat like red meat. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, not not, yeah. not surprisingly, it didn't it end up turning out well.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't let a kid be a kid at all. Who the
0: fuck? Yeah. Did, did Michael Jackson teach us nothing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Sometimes when you let kids go, it just it, it, it gets
0: different. Um, Marinovich also coached to Clemson and NC State. Props to press. I didn't know. Did you know that? I always thought he was LSU. I never knew he coached other places. Honestly. I knew he coached other places just from the, the book, but I okay. could have told you off the top of my head where they were. He left NC State. Uh, Norm Sloan, who took over him, who would give NC State their greatest runs in the 70s. Uh, that's where he left to go to. He left them to go to Louisiana. NC State's done. Yeah, they, yeah they've been crappers. Thoroughly. His only tournament appearance ever as a head coach, by the way, was at NC State. Well, now they're done. Now they're done. They'll never be good
1: again. Bring Press Maravich back. He went twenty and four that year. Bring little Maravich back. There's got to be some other
0: Maraviches running around out there. Isn't there a TV movie about Pete Maravich? That's like like cheesy, like Hank Hank Gathers level cheesy. Probably. He's a fascinating figure. I think I'm amazed they haven't. Like, one, we should read. It's time to do a good Hank Gathers movie. <laughs> Like no 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 disrespect to the bank shot, do it again, but good. Yeah, I mean no disrespect. I think you know what I'm talking about when I heard. I watched the whole thing. I've seen the bank shot many a times. They play. It's so Bo cheesy. Kimball open up his shirt like I'm going to <laughs> yeah, USC. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if Kentucky fans knew how much they mentioned UK in that, by the way, they'd love that movie because they do reference it several times. Bo Kimball was technically supposed to just go to Kentucky at first, but changed his mind to go to USC. Um, but yeah, that, that, I mean, it's because it's a story that could be remade and. I want to say there is a TV movie like that for P- Pistol Pete, but I mean, how do you not remake that too? I mean, can we maybe put on the back burner your 19th Thor movie and maybe your 20th remake of another 80s film and like do something? If you're going to remake something, make something that maybe could deserve it. It appears there are like a lot of movies about pistol pete and none of them have good ratings good i mean reviews. i, I want to say there was the only one i think of is the
1: there was it was called the pistol i think it was a tv movie you know what movie did get uh plans digger released and one we'll i know we are up against the top of the hour that i'm excited oh, about wow, you won't care brad pitt is starring in a movie about formula
0: one racing well i like I, you know I did jerry like...
1: bruckheimer teaming up with seven-time world champion lewis hamilton to co-produce that bad boy
0: jay bruckheimer in a sports movie you know my thoughts on that brad pitt though Brad Pitt. I liked Ford versus Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari was good. Very I did like good. that. I know I, after reading about – I was a little upset of how they, they kind of twisted the ending to prove to the truth, but, mm-hmm. you know, that is what it is.
1: Hollywood. Uh, it's got to break. When we come back – I. I, I promised we we're going to talk about the NIL collective. We didn't. We will do that in hour number two. I uh, will also talk a little bit uh, previewing this weekend series in College Station against Texas A&M. The bubbles are coming, folks. Hopefully, we can pop them all weekend long. God, it's going to be hot. It's going to be so so hot. Uh, we'll preview that. We'll also talk about the latest odds about these super regionals that have come out today. All that. Coming your way here, now number two is the Mike Rutherford Show here on
0: 1450 and 961, the Big X. and the presence was fitting.
1: It was I, the abstract. And me, the five-footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the frankfurter
0: Yo, fight you remember that routine? That way you make spiffy like Mr. Clean. Um, um, a tidbit, um, a spidgen. I don't get the message, uh-huh. so you got to okay. run the pigeon.
1: You're on point, Fife. All the time, tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, tip.
0: But so then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a fucking You love your I, I am. And that's tell your mother that tell your was father. one Band about three years ago, I, I, I heavily considered going to be my first Red Rocks concert. Oh, really? I uh, mean, a couple of buddies were, yeah, were you, you should have. That would think, have been awesome. I think it, well, the idea of doing it was like kind of a drunk talk, but then, it, like, the next morning, it was like, that's still a good idea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it but then he ended up, he ended up start, then he got engaged, and uh, yeah, yeah, was all his time, yeah ruining all of ruining fuck. all our tribe called quest yeah, concert tribe ideas, called quest ideas. But that was that was i wouldn't i lo- i'm not the, the biggest favorite of hip-hop concerts because they can be very hit and miss
1: so this had to have been before because five died in like what 2016 2017 it was after oh so uh, tribe called quest still tours without him i guess so yeah i remember seeing i want to maybe it was 16 has it been that long I, no know. i mean you don't know i have these thoughts all the time where i'm like there's no way it was that long ago i'm like oh my god it was even longer
0: it was the night at brownies for our buddies last our buddies did a concert at brownies and we went all up there and got hammered Was that 16 we're getting old man it's hard to remember these things i mean what what year is it now 2022 <laughs> good it might it might have been I, I could have sworn it was after five but maybe it wasn't No. I don't know. And I'm pretty sure. I think they still tour. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Wouldn't be the same, though. No, no.
1: Uh, let's talk about this new L collective that came out today, NIL collective. I, I, the name is called 502 Circle. Uh, the details were released in a, in a press release. It's founded by a group of mm-hmm. Louisville supporters, including uh, L alum Mark Spiegel, has been kind of the, I, I guess, the forerunner of this, the spokesperson for this. And it's something that I think a lot of Louisville fans expected to come sooner, in this process since like all of these, one of the first things that happened when the NIL domino started to fall is you saw a lot of these big athletic programs have their fans get together and form a collective. I guess most notably has been Tennessee because we we somehow find out the dollar amounts. They're paying like a 16 year old quarterback, $7 million to come, uh, Two years after he finishes high school. So, Miami has a collective too, don't they? Miami just has like that millionaire, <laughs> millionaire <laughs> duties just like paying everybody. He's like, I don't care. Dan Lambert's
0: been paying people too, I know. No, no. Well, it is what it is. UFC guy. Uh,
1: so, in their press release, they say this 502 Circle, an independent name image likeness collective, has been established to provide opportunities for UofL student athletes to maximize their NIL based on their hard earned status. The platform will officially launch Monday august 29th and has been created as a wholly unique and cutting edge and cutting edge nil collective incorporating best in class technology five with two circle will be at, operated in compliance with state nil laws and ncaa rules it will make it easier for supporters to become financially involved uh thus translating to monetary gains for UVL student athletes
0: that's good cool on, i'm sorry
1: you are good what do you have to say
0: i was going no please i want you to finish completely before i, before I say it
1: um the, the quote from Spiegel says this: We want to bring in the circle to mean so- we want being in the circle to mean something special. We aren't solely focused on large money donors but want to ensure that we engage every supporter. We know that begins with creating a brand that people want to associate themselves with. All of us who are part of the collective and are consummate supporters of the University of Louisville, the community has certainly felt the upward momentum. The timing couldn't be better for our August launch date. Uh, if you want to follow them, you can do so. They, they have a Twitter account now, 502Circle, <laughs> all that good stuff. You can keep it going. And if you want to, uh, if you're a company business owner, you want to get involved with them, you can email them directly at partner at 502Circle.com.
0: The opening statement of the description is the fanciest way I've ever heard someone say we're here to buy you recruits well yeah that's the whole point i mean that's yeah, the, the nicest and coolest way i've ever heard which is basically all they're saying is we're here to buy recruits i'm yeah. not again first of all i'm not like knocking that well no i'm just saying it's you to, to pull a Rutherford favorite slogan out it's called spade to spade right yeah for sure i mean it's oh they have a twitter account too. well yeah <laughs>
1: a lot of these things that you know they want as many people involved Lord. as possible and i don't know exactly how this one's going to work but the way that like, i know the the florida one at least in its infant stages i don't know what's happened since the way that they did it for the basic fan was you know you contribute this amount of dollars and you get some sort of inside access like we'll have I <laughs> i don't know why you're laughing i know no go on i'm going like your money is going directly towards this athlete who then in turn is going to hold like a Zoom meeting with the other 10 people that have paid the same amount of money. They're going to give you inside info is like what's happening in practice, what the coach says about this, what the coach says about that. Like that's kind of the lead in. My assumption is there's going to be something similar at play here where if you do this, you're going to be able to associate with these players. You're going to have, uh, you know, firsthand access to information that you can't find anywhere else. You'll be able to, you know, schmooze with coaches, all this good stuff. It's, it's not a dumb idea given that it's now within the parameters of the rules, both within the state and the ncaa bylaws
0: what likeness are they paying them for though they're them, themselves <laughs> the zoom meeting <laughs> their name image likeness to get to have a zoom meeting with them <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah that's, that's the way this works you're part of a, a community
0: uh that's good stuff um well at least we got it together i now i just can't wait for the first recruit to follow the 502 circle and just the, the fan base explode I mean stuff like that already happens. I mean it's just it's already one thing when a recruit like follows like a player or a coach or you know, I love our, in the professional levels, which is where this is going anyway with Collegiate Sports. You know, when the the the, the, the wide receiver follows another guy, on another team that's been rumored he traded to and it's like, Oh no. We had yesterday the news <laughs> that Pierce Clarkson now has inked
1: an NIL deal with goat fuel energy drink, which Amari Huggins Bruce has previously done some stuff with. I just think it's when? so what do you mean? When is Huggins? I haven't do you know that drink existed? Well, on his Instagram, he's posted some oh, stuff has he? About okay. it. Yeah, he you don't know because you're not on Instagram. No, okay. no I'm not. He, <laughs> I, I just think I still think it's so weird that we've got. I mean, Pierce Clarkson's a high school senior. He's getting yeah. ready for his senior year of high school. Imagine yourself at 17, like what you were doing, getting ready for your senior year of high school, and instead just replace that with making advertisement advertisements about Goat Energy <laughs> Drink, Goat Fuel Energy Drink. Like, like, hey, there's Billy from math class. He's like, hey. Want a goat fuel energy drink? Walking goat around,
0: fuel energy drinks for everybody. Walking around looking like uh, Talladega Nights with like logos all over his jacket. I'm at Trinity with like a, a goat fuel energy
1: drink tie because it's the only part of my clothing that I can have
0: some sort of flair on. You just you throw a big fit in the middle of the cafeteria because they don't offer goat energy drink. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. How I'm, can I not get goat energy drink here? I'm
1: contractually obligated to conspiracy. only drink goat fuel energy drink. I can't get this milk out of my face.
0: I'm like a fifth grader. Where's my goat fuel? <laughs> you get up and just walk out of Spanish class. Mr. Rutherford, what are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm a sponsor of an English speaking can't. Uh, I can't do it. I'm only allowed to use Bic pens. <laughs> I'm only, yeah, yeah. You need a two, per, two, two, uh, two, uh, two, uh, two pencil to do this. Sorry. You don't have a racer, mate? Nope. Well, <laughs> I can't two. take your test. Don't know what you want me to say. My, my contract with Sharpie does not allow me to do anything else with anyone.
1: Getting a B on this test is not <laughs> worth risking $75,000. I apologize. I'm out of here. can went to wear a swimsuit. What
0: are you doing? Well, I have a contract with him. Obligated to wear it four days
1: a week. You have to call my friend, Jack Eraser Mate, the CEO of Eraser Mate. He's going to have some words for you. What a world.
0: Speaking of swim, I, t- I told you the story about how I ordered the, what I thought were some cool Eagle shorts and it turned out they were swim trunks. <laughs> Did I tell you that. No. <laughs> how is that a speaking of by the way because <laughs> i mentioned swimwear a second ago oh, okay <laughs> yeah it's all these cool shorts on the, on on facebook you know they, they get you with those ads oh yeah it got me they get me every like, once every like maybe two months and i got something I, just reels me in it's these cool they're like black and they fade into a green and it's got the old school logo i'm like these are some cool shorts so I, without even saying i just order them and they come in the mail and i'm like i get them and i'm pulling out i'm like freaking swim trunks I've had bad experience. With, what, what do I need swim trunks for?
1: <laughs> there was one where like, cause the way that a lot of these like pop up, they'll, they'll they'll do ads for like a week. Yeah. And when you click on the actual link, it'll be pictures from an actual like J crew or something. And then like, but you know, y- if you do a little bit of extra digging, which I'm usually not willing to do with stuff like this, you'll realize that it's just a, it's a pop-up shop. It's not a real thing. And one time it was before vacation last year, actually they got me. I ordered this shirt, it Looked like a cool beach shirt. I was like, this price is insanely cheap. This is going to be fantastic first red flag should have been that it took like two months to get there yeah. <laughs> then it comes there's no tags on this thing there's no labels on the box like it's the worst shirt ever made the like one sleeve is way longer than the other and i was like you know what that's 30 bucks gone what, what do you want me to say i got got
0: it's like the dog shirt i ordered way too baked one night this says well, all we need, my dogs and my bud. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I love this shirt, but it's just the weirdest feeling shirt. It fits, but it's just goopy looking. I'll wear it one day in there for you. It well, says <laughs> all I need is my bud and my dogs. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Uh,
1: two staff changes were announced today on the, I guess not staff changes, but staff announcements were uh, announced on the L football side of things today. Stanford Samuels has been named the new recruiting coordinator and Sean Love, was elevated to the position of director of sports medicine uh, and head athletic trainer. Samuels was a former cornerback at uh, Florida State. Was named to uh, bolster the recruiting department for Scott Satterfield before joining the UFL staff. He spent the, the previous two seasons coaching the cornerbacks at FSU. Uh, in his first season he, with, uh, what? Go ahead. He's related to Santé Samuels,
0: I believe. Isn't his brother? Maybe. Santé Samuels Jr. Santé Samuels, the son of Santé Samuels, the former. One? I don't know. I think it is. I could be wrong. His name is Stanford Samuels.
1: At a player as a player at Florida State, he had 156 tackles and six interceptions during his career. Originally signed as an undrafted free agent with the Colts, but he saw time with the Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Montreal squads in the Canadian Football League, graduated in uh, from FSU in two thousand three. Love, working for U of L since twenty eighteen. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of things in the sports medicine department. Joined L after four seasons as an assistant football athletic trainer at Kansas uh, and also served as the interim head football athletic trainer in the spring of 2018. Props to both those guys. Happy to have them on board. Let's make some magic together.
0: No, I stand corrected. He isn't, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, swinging and missing on the... the uh, it's religion. okay. It's, it's Thursday. His father, Stanford Samuels Jr., though, did play professional football. Nice. At Florida State as well in the uh, early 2000s.
1: Well, not professional, but
0: that's... <laughs> florida, i guess at florida state in 2000 you were getting paid more than some schools were paying i promise you that there, there's the joke there. uh but speaking of which at what point does a recruit change their name to a company in turn for nil right <laughs> i mean what's gonna happen right somebody's gonna end up changing their name to like pierce adidas mellow yellow kelsey or something <laughs> that'd be awesome i, I mean it's inevitable Did you
1: see uh, a quick shout out uh, one of my favorite guys uh, associated with UL basketball over the last, I mean, 10 years, Logan Ballman. uh, He was a walk on in the national title team. I think earned a scholarship for one season before that, when they had extra scholarships to use. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the nicest, most genuine people you're ever going to meet. He was on staff for a couple of years, was a full-time assistant during the David Padgett year, got elevated there. He's been coaching at Evansville for the last several seasons. They got rid of Todd Licklider's entire staff after a bad year this year. He lands now. Statement. Yeah. I mean, well, this program got put in a rough place because Walter McCarty was, you know, doing yeah. Walter McCarty things with the student body and uh, that put everybody in a rough spot. So he was a free agent. He's now signed a deal. He's going to join Trent Johnson's staff, another former U of L assistant, mm-hmm. out at Cal State Northridge. Nice. AKA the former home of Mark Gottfried.
0: Nice to see Trent Johnson back out on the West Coast,
1: too. Love Trent Johnson. Yeah. I Great know. dude. But Logan couldn't be happier for him. I know it's been in the works for. I guess a couple of months now, but they her. couldn't officially announce it. Okay. Glad to see him have a landing spot. One of the the truly good dudes uh, who's come through UVA basketball in recent years. I uh, college uh, world series odds we mentioned yesterday. The DraftKings odds came out and they had Louisville as the twelfth overall choice. We now have the odds from BetOnline. I like these more because Louisville is uh, <laughs> better is
0: seen as better Tennessee seven to five favorite. It's like I, I get I'm surprised it's not worse uh, uh, you know what, what would be what would be better like five to seven. Well, yeah, that was <laughs> 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 math with the Mike Rutherford show. Ten, what was secretary secretariat's thoughts going into the, the breakness? I mean, that's.
1: Tennessee, I mean, I get it. Like they are, the numbers they put up this year are unreal. They should be an overwhelming favorite, but it, it's an unpredictable event. Like st- it is easier to get upset in this type of event than I think it is in the final four. Than it is in, in a lot of things. Seven to five is a large number. The next choice is Stanford at five to one, and then it drops even more significantly to the next two choices, which are Virginia Tech out of the ACC and Oregon State nine to one. Where do you think we are?
0: Um, what Tech is you say seven to one, eight to one, nine to one, nine to one. The co-third choice with Oregon State. Did we go two out of three against them, or did we lose the two out of three? We lost two out. out of three. I couldn't remember. Okay, I, mean, I got won it. the first and then gave away the. Last yeah, that's right. Um, they're nine, and I'm gonna say we're thir- No, I'm gonna say fifteen to one on us. We are the co sixth choices with Arkansas at
1: twenty to one. Okay. Now what's interesting about this isn't gonna be that
0: big a jump back down, but okay. Yeah, so
1: Texas is the, the, the fifth choice at twelve to one and then us in Arkansas are at twenty to one. Interestingly, is a big job. Despite being you know, we're the twelfth seed, A and M's the five seed, Texas A and M worse odds than us to win the whole thing. They're twenty two to one directly behind us in Arkansas.
0: Somebody at that site or does not Think so highly of uh, A&M and Bubbles. There are a lot of A&M doubters
1: out there. I was saying this last week, like even last show, even the ones that have them with better odds than, than we do, nobody has them as like the fifth choice or better. And they're the number five overall seat. Like you'd think they'd be getting a little bit more respect, but I think maybe it's, there's some, I don't want to say bias, but there's still some thought that this is just an overachieving team. They weren't supposed to be here. They weren't supposed to be this good going into the year. So they can't be this good, but I hope well, they're not. I don't, that's
0: somewhat of a ridiculous
1: does, thought, I mean, I'm with
0: you. Like, they're I, they're I get, out of the I SEC. You, I get you being surprised they're this good because they weren't expected to be. But, but adjust the odds accordingly. Yeah, you've seen the season. I don't know. This may hurt your feelings, but we're not always right in our predictions, exactly. no matter how good we know a sport. You can't fake it through an SEC baseball season. No. If you, I mean, you play I mean, three games every weekend. I'm curious what they did against Tennessee this year. I don't know. They, they may have played. Them. They're on the same side, right? No, Tennessee's on the east and on the west. If there's east is there I don't east think west? they do that in baseball. Yeah, I was going to say. That, that was about the other thing I was going to mention. Um, I'm,
1: I'm intrigued now. I'm going
0: to look this up. Because, I mean, that's, I would think. I mean, 40 and 18 is a gaudy Tennessee record. only lost like three. Didn't Tennessee lose like four games this year or something anyway? Well, I think they've lost more than that. Did they? Okay. I want to say it's like 11.
1: But A&M know. is, which is still unreal in college baseball. It is. It's, it's A&M not... is 40 and 18.
0: They did not play Tennessee this season. Okay, well, that's. I mean, that could be one reason to doubt them. They didn't play the easy schedule. Easy. No wonder they overachieved. Avoided
1: all the tough teams. Tennessee, by the way, is to answer your question. Oh, yep, yeah, slow play. Fifty-six and seven.
0: <laughs> Good God! We Met in the middle. I said four. You said eleven. I take it back. We literally met in the middle.
1: Seven to five might be might be fine. How did they lose two
0: games to Kentucky? <laughs> they, they, they fell asleep. And they sent a, they sent out the, the B team. I mean, fifty six and seven is outrageous. To, yeah, look at the 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 gap that they won in the SEC. Like when I was watching the selections Monday show, uh, they were going over like the accomplishments of Tennessee, and it was just it was almost mind blowing. It was video game numbers.
1: They I, the poor kid from for Notre
0: Dame the other day was like, I think they should be scared of us. I was like, Oh no, don't don't. Please don't. I saw. Oh, speaking of dominating their sport, I saw Oklahoma dominated again last night. I guess indeed. I'm telling you,
1: unbelievable. Well, they scored 16 runs.
0: Yeah, I I, I looked. The last score I saw was 14 to one in like the fifth. 16 to one national <laughs> championship series. I think one, I think they had two girls that hit, hit multiple home runs. This may be the most dominant college team we've seen
1: in a sport in a long, long time. Like I don't care what sport you're talking about. I mean, you probably have to go back to like Kareem Abdul Jabbar UCLA levels. I yeah. I mean, I guess, but like I mean. What is it now? That's forty-one run
0: rule games out of however many they've played. Like that's. I mean, I wonder the odds of if one of those teams could have come back without the run rule. We talked about that, but. It's just, like it I mean, just odds are probably very slim. Though. Maybe one of them would have getting
1: to a seventh inning, playing a full game is like
0: a, a win against these girls. Like it's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> Sixteen to one in the championship
0: series against Texas. Kentucky, Kentucky went seven innings with them but lost by eight. They have shirts. We went the distance. I would. <laughs> I mean, so that Oklahoma softball team,
1: for comparison's sake, fifty-eight and three this year. They've played 60, so they played. lost three games. They have played sixty-one games. F- uh, Forty-one of them. Ended in the fifth inning because of the mercy rule. They didn't go undefeated though? No, they, they did play Kentucky. They no. won 9 to 1. So Kentucky won the distance. So think, they do have a shirt. <laughs> so. I take it back. That was, I guess, after six innings, it's an eight run mercy rule. So they, that, that game ended in the sixth inning.
0: Well, so it's a 10 run in the fourth, six run in the eighth? Yeah. Or six, eight, eight runs in the sixth. That's confusing. Yeah. So that one of their losses was
1: to Oklahoma State. They did not win the Big 12 tournament. Ooh, a rival loss. They lost to Oklahoma State. They lost uh, one game to UCLA in the the semifinals before they got to the championship series, and then they lost one game to Texas in the regular season. Who who they just demolished. They just beat 16-1. to And now if they win, I guess that game... Is uh is oh they have to play them again? Yes, it's, it's a best of three. It's championship series. They did the same thing in the college world series.
0: You, when you win the first game sixty one, I mean you're I mean, making a statement. You just tap out, right? I mean because so that game will be. Can not Texas girls just claim COVID or something and not show up?
1: Game <laughs> two, if you want to watch the slaughter, will be tonight at uh, seven thirty on the East Coast
0: on ESPN. Yeah, ratings for that will be off the charts. Hey,
1: I mean it's <laughs> national title game. It'll be.
0: I mean, I kind of want to see how bad it's going to get. I mean, I I saw the score just because it was on the front page of ESPN. Did you watch any of the NBA game last night? I didn't get a chance to because I was bats. the bats, yeah. I, I don't uh I guess I could have tried to get it on my phone, but I went with AEW instead. I think I made the right decision.
1: I I watched I, say, I watched the entirety of the second it. half. It was just you know third quarter Warriors were coming. You knew there was going to be a big run. They have the seven point possession where Curry gets fouled. I still don't really get how that's a in
0: flagrant foul. The NBA flagrant rules are ridiculous. I didn't get to see how it's I did try to follow the game. To the point where I actually put Mike Breen's voice on our airways for a brief moment. Oh, on, on an accident? I didn't, yeah. <laughs> Nick goes, I didn't tired. know Mike Breen was calling little bats games. Well,
1: you know, Breen's <laughs> been sidelined for the last, like, few, like, a, a week because of COVID. He hasn't been calling games. And you could tell he had some, he had some bangs. Inside. Yeah. He didn't work. He was just like every third quarter shot was bang. I was
0: like, okay, Green, pull it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Bang! Uh thinking. I've got I'm a forty two year old man with a lot of bangs saved up, trust me. <laughs> gotta get him out while you can. I'm trying to. You don't have many years <laughs> you don't have many
1: years left. You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh but it was like I, I kept wanting it to be more exciting than it was. Jason Tatum was fantastic. The Draymond Green, getting into it with everybody is kind of be- I'm already tired of it. Whatever. Like uh, the F you Tray- Draymond chance. Draymond
0: is just I mean
1: The one interesting thing about it was did you see the, the- poor man? Anthony Mason. When the, the Warriors were warming up, I think it was Jordan Poole was like, I think this goal is too high. And they went and they measured it. And it was. It was two inches <laughs> okay. too
0: high. Celtics out here cheating? I mean, of all people listen, Brad Stevens you you coached at Butler. You're an Indiana guy. You, perfect. Don't you know that the visiting team is always going to measure the goal? You've seen Hoosiers. I mean, you yes, you know that you were ingrained by. It. You probably had to watch it in like every year at school. There was tests on it. I think you can't pass the fifth grade without taking a midterm on Hoosiers. I believe it's a state law. You how do you, you know you're not going to get away with this? Yeah. It was who? How would you? How, how much? It wasn't that? I love the picture of the the uh, the. the uh, it, The tape Uh, measure, tape measure, just dangling, dangling. dangling. Yeah, which was good. I don't know if I would have even noticed that. I was about to say you could have the goal like a foot higher than it should be, and I'd probably be like, "Man, I just I'm coming up short." I mean, a foot maybe, but that was only like barely like what like an inch or so. I mean, it wasn't that much up. Yeah, but still, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> dudes are going to try to dunk and miss it. He's like, I know I can do this. Damn it!
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm checking the text line now. They're talking about people are giving their ideas for what random game needs to be on a shirt. Oh, October fourteenth, twenty seventeen. Number seven, Louisville twenty-four, Duke fourteen. Those shirts. I that was a blackout <laughs> game though. I remember that game. We played like dog crap. I vaguely remember. Texas says September thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Louisville 26, Illinois 14. (laughs) That was our only win that year. But that game's memorable for Illinois, went 0 11, and that was the only game we won. Yeah, that was. See, I think it's still memorable. That was also
0: great because Illinois, if you remember, that was Redmond. That was the school he was going to go to. The other thing
1: that I remember about that season. He signed with Illinois. I don't know why I remember this. This was like a fad. It was like a thing that sports fans did for a brief period in time. I feel like there was somebody, a fan did it fairly recently too, but an Illinois fan made national news when they got to 0 6 by saying, like, I'm going to sit on top of my house and not go inside until Illinois wins a football game. And I'll never forget, like, they went 0-11. I'm like, can we get a follow-up story? Did this guy spend the entire winter, spring, and summer still on top of his house waiting for next season? I guarantee
0: he didn't. I mean, poor, they In their defense, they had lost two top five draft picks, like, a year before that. Still. Simeon Rice land. and uh, the—I forget the guy's name that went to Jacksonville. They were, like, top five. to two They both went two of the top three picks in the draft. Um. text says, I'm getting caught
1: up on yesterday's show via pod, and Trevor needs to know there's literally a giant pile of garbage the size of a country in the Pacific Ocean. Garbage Island, baby. (laughs) Hawaii's not that bad, Texter. Come on. (laughs) This is, according to the Texter, I've heard of Garbage Island. This is the Great Pacific Garbage Patch.
0: The the garbage, okay. It is 1.6 million square kilometers. Of just garbage. Kilometers? What do you mean? Canada? Give me the right measurement on that. A lot. <laughs> Last I checked, Jimmy Carter said, screw you, metric system. It's a lot of garbage. <laughs> Texas Trevor's nickname should be the straw man. <laughs> plastic straw. Well, that was a uh, plastic man, but that was Stacey Augman.
1: Texas Trevor, butt joint to the lips. Are you an ass man or a plastic straw man? <laughs> Or do I had to pick between what? <laughs> I don't know. Texas this TK doesn't like Remember the Titans. It's a Jerry Bruckheimer production.
0: Yeah, don't. I mean, it's a great movie if you realize none of it's real. A lot of it's made up. And a lot of it's made up. Even, even the players went and saw it. Some of them walked out of it, supposedly, because it was so fake.
1: Uh, by the way, Asante Samuel Jr. just completed his rookie season with the Chiefs. With
0: Chargers. Yeah, I do that, yeah. He was a rookie. It was a second-round pick last year with them. Texas is just letting us know. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. I just... For some, I assume they both went to Florida State. They're both last name Samuel. I just, I I, mean, I don't think that was, uh, at least they're both black. <laughs> at least I got that right. I mean. <laughs> One for three this week. <laughs> the
1: last thing that I wanted to talk to you about before, and I knew you got to get out here a little early. I don't see
0: color like you people.
1: <laughs> Did you see, I think, I'm assuming you're familiar. Remember the Colgate clock in, in Southern Indiana? This
0: upset me yesterday. Me too. Yes. I s- know it. I passed it. I've been passing it for ten years. So, the site of the, the former Colgate Palm Olive plant, the you know,
1: I think every kid in Louisville who grew up here, and I assume Southern Indiana as well, heard the fact second biggest clock in the world,
0: right? Everybody said that. Well, it's not, but yeah, Well that was the fact. That was what, what I was told. It's what everybody was told. Like it's right behind there, Big Ben. It's right there with the Big Four Bridge of things that you just you you remember. You grow up remember seeing.
1: Well, Big Four Bridge was like new and.
0: No, it was, but it used to be just the bridge in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, because I grew up seeing that bridge just connected to nothing, just in the middle of the river. So now it's yes, now it's a walkway and all that good stuff.
1: The Clarksville Town Council has voted to condemn that property where the 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 clock used to reside. Yeah, I think we need the clock for Big X Studios. Oh, that would be
0: awesome! Right in front. For the record, it's the twelfth biggest clock in the world. Oh, it is. Uh, I stand by second. It is. It well, it's second biggest Colgate clock okay <laughs> they, they have one in new it's not even the biggest colgate clock they've got one in new jersey on the boardwalk that's bigger i refuse
1: to believe i was lied to my entire childhood yeah. the great steamboat race is not fixed and the colgate clock is the second biggest clock in the
0: world well, the steamboat race isn't fixed yeah i mean unless unless we lose and it was well we lost this year because uh, <laughs> they cheated they fixed it. fixed it this year yeah i i I looked, cause when I saw I had not seen that until I guess I saw like you know your timeline on Twitter sometimes just give you random like something. yeah it like, annoys me and you and me both but in this case it worked out because I saw your your reply to someone yelling you know yelling no to the closing. Uh-huh. And it sent me down the rabbit hole, which is how I found out it was twelfth and not second, and exactly. going down and know like the building was a prison back in the early 1900s, yeah I didn't know that either.
1: the prisoners like and, like save the clock. Yeah,
0: I mean like they, they, it was one of the first non like uh, straw buildings in the area. It was you know cause, and the prisoners had tried to burn down the original prisons, so they rebuilt it with brick, and it was it was kind of cool. And I mean I don't know you can't avoid, how do you let something like that go to waste? How how is it not like Put like, on like a National Historic Society tag on it. It is. So they can't tear it down, right? In
1: 2006, it was placed on Historic Landmarks Foundation of Indiana's 10 Most Endangered Landmarks list.
0: Okay, so the clock has to stay then if that's the case, right? right
1: well, here, here's what happened. In 2007, the factory was again on an endangered list. Colgate refused an offer to put the factory on the National Register of Historic Places, which would mean funds from the Indiana Department of Transportation due to the uh, Ohio Rivers Bridge project. So they just let it go to waste. This is why I'm a Crest guy. This is yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'm never using Colgate again.
0: I don't even I'm not even rooting for Colgate University. Sorry, Donald Foyle. Done with it. Yeah, you can, you can suck it. That's So they're are they going to sell the clock? I apparently or just I guess destroy it. You if nobody sh- if nobody buys no, it. No, someone's going to buy it, right? Big X. I mean, someone's got it. How much do you think that would go? For? Can I put that on my house? Like put a giant club, a forty foot clock on top of my house. Hey, <laughs> the neighbors are gonna love that.
1: We're buying the clock. We're buying the fountain that was in the Ohio River for a brief period of time before it just malfunctioned everywhere. We're gonna restore these bad boys. That thing's gone. Oh yeah, it's been gone for a long time. <laughs> I mean, like twenty four years, I think. Really? It's just like sitting in a riverbank.
0: What was the hell I was looking at the other day when I drove by? Was like I swear I saw something going off. No fountain over there. <laughs> That makes me concerned on what it was now, when I, what I was looking at. We need the clock. We need the clock. For the Big X Studios. Help us. GoFundMe
1: me. Hashtag bring the clock to Big X.
0: I mean, we could put it on top of the building we're here now.
1: Big X clock sounds like something that could get us in a lot of trouble if we just said, but that's fine. Big X clock.
0: <laughs> we got the Big X clock here.
1: We're good to go. Uh, Trevor's got to get out here a little bit early today before we uh, we hit the uh, before <laughs> Trevor hits the road. Really my new rap handle,
0: Big X clock. <laughs> before
1: Trevor hits the road, I'm reminding you guys, uh, Shady Rays. We've got uh, you know we're I'm, we're leaving for vacation tomorrow. I'm packing my Shady Rays, multiple pairs for just not the road trip, but also being on the beach. B- Shadyrays.com. Check out all the different styles, check out all the different brands, check out all the different stuff that they've got going on there. And when you pick which pair you want the most or pairs you want the most, make sure you use the promo code Big X when you check out. It's going to save you 25%. And again, if something happens to those sunglasses in the first 30 days that you got them, Shady Rays is going to send you a replacement pair. No questions asked. They're going to hook you up. It's the Shady Rays guarantee. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX. TK's out of here. I'm about to Uh, put mine on as I drop this. He's going. He's going to be wearing them. He's going to look glorious. He's going to be doing his TK thing. Uh, I'll be solo here for a little bit, and we'll have Ty Spalding on at 530. It's going to be a fun time. Hit us up on the Thornton's text line. Let me know what I should talk about. 502-414-1450. We'll talk some sports here after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X all the time tip you're on point five all the time tip
0: but then grab the microphone and let your words rip now here's the funky
1: introduction of how nice i am tell your mother tell your father send a telegram i'm like an energizer because you see i last long my crew is never ever wack-